Welcome back to Composer Quest. I'm your host, Charlie McCarran, a composer in Minneapolis. And today's episode is all about sampling. 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 I got to talk with Desmond Simmons, also known as Precise Hero. He's been doing sampling and rapping for a while now, and he produces all his music on his Linux computer using open source software like Audacity. He's also been collaborating with musicians in Tokyo through the project Beagles, and he now has a record deal with Peavine Records in Japan. So I talked with Desmond about his record deal and his creative process in coming up with sample-based productions. As always, you can check out ComposerQuest.com for all the episodes. This is my 50th one, and all the others are up there for free to stream or download. If you stick around for the end of the episode, you'll hear one of my own mashups and my breakdown of it. But now, let's get on to my talk with producer and rapper Desmond Simmons. Desmond, thanks for joining me here on Composer Quest. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So you, I can tell, are of the same mindset, at least, because we both have 8-bit art for our projects. (laughs) (laughs) So when did you start making music seriously, would you say? It was probably around 2002, 2003. I think that's when I officially released a terrible EP. And that's where I started. What did that EP sound like? I was struggling. That's what it sounded like. It was my first attempts at really, really doing this rap thing. And looking back on it, I give myself an E for effort. Let's put it that way. (laughs) So most of the music you do is Mm loop-based. What's your starting point when you're coming up with a loop? Well, most of the time, it's just listening to a lot of music. Just trying to find those best parts, whatever makes you nod your head, whatever makes you want to dance, whatever wants to make you want to give people high fives, whatever. It could be just four seconds. That's all you really need. A lot of people dig for records and music in the same spots, but one hint I would give everybody that's out there sampling, Brazilian music is great. Listen to a lot of Brazilian music. Almost any kind of mood is there. But I don't know, has that Latin spice or something. I, I can't explain it, but it's great. Gracie, that's not French. Jive. That's the way they talk in jive. Is there a, a specific time period of music that you sample from or all over the place? Well, usually I go back to like the 70s. That seems to be the golden era for finding good samples and loops. Why is that, do you think? I don't know if it was the way they produce music, the, the fidelity of it all, but something about the 70s, they just captured the music perfectly. Even if you're downloading like a rip of a vinyl, you can almost feel the dust on it. You can hear the crackles in it. And that just gives it a little bit more character than like, something that's like a soft synth or something like that or anything that came out in the 90s something might sound a little bit too glossy like the 70s just had i don't know it was something special about that time period yeah i feel like it's kind of like instagram is for photos i mean they're basically trying to emulate the 70s too 
adding those like filter effects to photos. Yeah, the fake analog kind of thing. Yeah, but you're using the real stuff, so. Yeah, I think it's just because like nowadays, like the thing with anything analog is that it ages, and things now, if it's so digital, so so high tech, it shows no signs of character. It's always going to be this pristine thing and it loses some character it doesn't have the personality or like the bit of humanity into it mm-hmm. and you've been releasing your music on cassette tape too right yeah i thought that'd be a cool thing to do like especially since i've been all about the analog and putting some more character to it so i thought it'd be cool to put out something that's actually physical even though i don't know how many people actually go for physical things these days i just thought it'd be a nice thing to go ahead and throw out there yeah well it's cooler than burning a cdr (laughs) people don't really do that anymore either but (laughs) yeah i think people will be nostalgic for cds pretty soon yeah yeah i do kind of wonder in the future what will people be looking back on our era and being nostalgic for is there anything because <laughs> like from 2000 onward has it been like this big monumental thing but again like i look at my age like i'm 31 now am i really excited about stuff maybe i should talk to somebody that's like 15 and ask them what they're excited about right now yeah yeah that's true i feel like i've gotten nostalgic for earlier forms of the internet oh like, yeah just thinking back to pre youtube which seems yeah. like it should have been a long time ago, but not. it's not that long ago. Yeah, I, I missed Netscape Navigator and GeoCities every once in a while. <laughs> well, speaking of the internet, you have been collaborating with someone in Tokyo? Oh, yeah, a few people. Oh, okay, cool. What is that project? With the Beagles, actually, we got together because they heard something I posted on SoundCloud and they liked it. So they contacted me and said, hey, we should do something. I said, yes, that should definitely happen. I listened to their stuff and they had this kind of electronic, almost reminded me a little bit of something Black Moth Super Rainbow or somebody would do. And I figured, hey, let's see what would happen if I give them the type of beats I produce and just see where they would go with it. And that's pretty much the basis of a lot of collaborations, just seeing what would happen if like two different styles collided into each other. One of the Beagles songs I like a lot is A Secret Garden. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, how did you do the vocal effects in that? The funny thing is, that was all the Beagles. They came up with that, and they basically just chopped up their vocals. I don't know if they did it all by hand, like looking at the sound waves and chopping it up, but it came out pretty crazy. I couldn't tell if that was totally English or what, but... <laughs> yeah, it's just some kind of weird crosstalk. I, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> yeah. When you're working with the Beagles, are they very fluent in English? 
Yeah, or do you know good. Japanese or? I'm pretty horrible at Japanese. Um, <laughs> I, I can do enough to get by, but we can't have deep conversations. <laughs> but they're pretty good at English, so it doesn't really matter. Cool. Do you have any plans to visit? Um, I'm actually thinking about going back sometime in the spring, maybe. I might go back to visit. Okay. So you have been over there. Yeah, actually, I released this project called Particle Moments back in 2007, and it was released on P-Vine Records, and they're a pretty big label over there, and actually, it was maybe 2009, I kind of waited around a while, but then I just decided, I'm going to Japan, because why shouldn't I go? And just went, hung out, did a couple shows, and just took in Japan. Uh, one more laugh for y'all. Feeling good? Already crossed the finish line, but... About to just unlace my kicks and just chill after this one, but just gonna do it one more time. Here we go. You the champion's theme, blood and is for all my fans. Name touch the lips from the stands as they chant. Where you at? Aristotle pace, how I'm draped. We game when I'm placed, arms raised, making way through the ticker tape. Been a long time coming. I don't have any major record label horror stories or anything like that. So for the most part, it's been pretty fair. They like music. I give them music. It comes out. That's pretty much it. Cool. Yeah, it seems like kind of a an insurmountable thing to get a record deal but i feel like i've heard more and more stories about people who are just doing humble like bedroom recordings mm. and just able to attract people's attention at a label that's pretty much how it happened um when i first started recording my friend sp from starving artist crew they're a local hip-hop act from from michigan they heard my stuff and they were like hey let's record some stuff let's put out a vinyl and at first, I didn't take it serious. It, this was a long time ago, back when MySpace was the big social network. I just thought mm. it was some random message on MySpace. I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever. And then they actually showed up like, yeah, let's go record. Let's go. And I was like, okay, this is really a thing. So ended up recording a vinyl with them. And then next thing I know, I have email like, hey, this is P-Vine. You want to do a record? And I say, eh, why, why not? So I ended up doing a record. Cool. Are you making some money from being on these labels? Yeah, and that's the best part. I mean, well, the best part would probably be that I get to go to Japan. I get to talk to a whole lot of people and collaborate with a lot of people, but having a little bit of extra money in your pocket does not hurt. That's awesome. Congrats for that. Thanks. What advice would you have for someone who's just starting out and wants to get their music heard by people at a label? That's kind of hard to say. Like, it's almost not even about how good you are these days. It seems like it's all about who you know. And it seems like labels won't really get attracted to you till you're already doing something. So I guess my best advice would be keep working as hard as you can. And I know networking is kind of a lame word, but if you can talk to a lot of people or people that could possibly help you out. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I ended up getting to know you, obviously, because you had heard the show and sent me an email. Yeah. I was like, hey, this guy is cool, has good music. What of your tracks has been the most fun to create? Instrumental-wise, it'd probably be Parisian Circus. I just like the way that one feels. That one just feels really nice. 
it, it almost reminds me of something from 1992. That's the best way I could describe that one. And um, Familiar Part 2, that one, the seasons were changing. That's probably why I enjoyed that one the most. Is it was a long winter. Spring was just coming. Spring was kind of transitioning into summer a bit. And it was just the change in seasons, just thinking about the weather, things like that. Patriarch on a cloud of throne, high above the valley low, kind of raise the place was shown of iron glow. Mother Nature's child smiles, suggesting that she knows that she got it from the crows. Just a rumor on the breeze, sublime nursery rhyme, another champ spring. Hey, let those willows be brook, babble to the creek up on the widow's on writing lyrics um i would say be honest with your lyrics it's easy to like i guess this could go with anything but it's easy to see what everybody is doing and then just copy that but trends and fads are things that are here today going tomorrow if you write something that you can be proud of that's your voice then that's something that can last a lot longer than any trend, any fad. So if anything, just write whatever you're feeling at that moment. Mm-hmm. So once you have an idea, what's your next step? Do you go straight to your recording software? Um, well, if I'm going to write it, like I usually just sit down, I'll grab a piece of paper. Yeah, I still write with pencils and paper sometimes, and I'll just like start jotting down ideas. I don't always start in order where this is the first line, this is the second line. A lot of times I have a bunch of scattered ideas and sometimes I kind of cut copy and, and put like almost, it's almost like collage art in a way. Okay, I like the way this sounded. I wonder if this would mesh with this and I'll just start putting it together and then I'll end up with a final piece that I feel like is decent enough to record. What software do you use? I use a lot of open source software. So it's a lot of stuff like Audacity. It's basically just a wave editor, but I pretty much do everything in it. You can do quite a lot with it. Yeah, it's not really a sequencer, but you can like line things up, and it basically acts like a sequencer, so it works. Mm-hmm. I have a, um, a Porta Studio, a Tascam, that I actually record all my vocals straight to that. Then I import them to the computer, and then I process them there. I'll do like, okay, I want this kind of effect. I do all that editing right there in Audacity, and then just mix it down, export it from there. Cool. What are some of your favorite effects to use in Audacity? Well, they have all the, the DJ flanger and different EQ settings. So I like to do the, the fake telephone kind of sound. I like that one a lot. And um, lots of echoes and delays. Those are some of my favorites, too. How do you feel about the sampling culture? I mean, obviously you're benefiting from it, but have you thought about that much? 
every once in a while, but I just see sampling as, if anything, it's kind of recontextualizing music that already exists. I'm pretty sure if the people that I've sampled, if they heard what I did with their original work, they'll say, okay, that's interesting, or they'll totally hate it, because some of these loops, like, they might not make sense musically. Like, they might hear something like, okay, chords don't really progress like that, but in the context of this being a loop, and like I said, almost like collage art musically, it works in that context. But nowadays, as free as data is, I don't see a point in overly policing things. It's almost like as long as credit is given or like nobody's doing anything maliciously, it's no reason to like hold on to things so tightly. Not in today's society and culture where everything you could possibly think of is on the net. People are reappropriating everything. They're taking like clips of movies and then that's a music video now. So everything is more free nowadays. And that's one of the advantages of technology and the way things are nowadays. How about Avec Moi? Could you talk a little bit about that track? Okay, Avec Moi, like, that project, basically, every once in a while, I just get into a rut of everyday life, and I just need something to do, like, something creative, just kind of, just kind of give me some kind of spark in life again, and I sit back and just listen to tons of music, loop things up, and just do something to make life a little bit more interesting, and Avec Moi, actually, the title came up because... I was looking at the back of a package and you know how some packages they'll have English on one side and Spanish or French on the other side mm-hmm. and I just saw the word avec I was like alright I like that moi avec moi avec moi okay that's the title of a song and I just went with that it's gonna be I think it's 11 or 12 just instrumental short um, loops and ideas I had like sketches that I didn't really use for any tracks with vocals it's just something to put on in the background when you're cleaning the house or something Do you have any images associated with when you're coming up with these instrumental tracks? Um, it varies. Sometimes I'm thinking about some nostalgic thing, like hanging out with my uncle or something like that. Other times it's just kind of whatever the music sounds like. You can make up your own scenes. I don't like to give people too much information. You can't inject yourself into it if I give you all the clues and all the details. So I like to leave it a little open. So whatever somebody else gleams from anything I've created, that's the answer. Cool. Where do you picture yourself going with your music in the future? Well, actually, right now I'm working on a group project. We're going by the name Separate Science. It's myself and Caleb from Starling Electric. We're working on a project together. Um, we should have a single or some kind of snippets of music out pretty soon. What have you learned by collaborating with all these people? That two or more heads are better than one. It's only so far you can go with your own ideas. Like Sometimes it's good to just come up with your own thing and do that. But if you add somebody else from a totally different discipline or perspective, you can get something way better than you imagine. Yeah. And you have to be willing to give up more on your side. Yeah. Being solo can be a selfish thing at times because you have to let yourself, yeah, like you said, you have to be 
open. You have to let other people in to add to things. Mm-hmm. Well, Desmond, it's been awesome talking to you. Oh, thanks for having me, man, again. Since you've been listening to the podcast, you might already know, but I challenge everyone who comes on the show to come up with an intro theme for the episode. How would you feel about trying that challenge? I think I can make that happen. Thanks again to Desmond Simmons for coming on to Composer Quest. For more of his music, you can visit PreciseHero.com. There you'll find links to all his different projects, which are all available as Pay What You Want on Bandcamp. I also have a list of all the tracks you heard in this episode at ComposerQuest.com slash PreciseHero. Now it's time for a new Composer Quest special feature called... Since we're on the topic of sampling in this episode, I thought I would bring up a remix I did a few years ago. I took a bunch of tracks from my friend's band, Spencer McGillicuddy. You might remember Mitchell Johnson from episode one and Ryan Ruff Smith from episode two. Those two guys are the lead songwriters of this band, Spencer McGillicuddy. So where did I start with my mashup? I found a chord I liked at the beginning of their song, Hanging Around with Jane. I tried reversing it, and voila, I had a start to my mashup. Then I looked for another chord that might complement that, and I found the end of So Far, a beautiful orchestral ending. So I had these two chords that I liked from different songs. And next what I did is something I'll call the zebra method. I lined them up on the beats next to each other and alternated them with no space in between. And by the way, if you want a visual of this, I've uploaded a screenshot of my mix at ComposerQuest.com slash Precise Hero. So anyways, this zebra looping technique worked for a little bit, but I thought, I need to make this a little more rhythmically interesting. So I tried chopping out little pieces of the chords. These two chords going back and forth are cool, but they would never last an entire song without boring someone. So I introduced a third song called Telephone Signals, and I just chopped out a few notes that I thought would work as a bass line. Here's what this bass part sounds like along with the original chords. Part of the fun for me was finding little chunks of these fully produced tracks that I could pick out and use where I wanted. So in the first section of this song, I added a few more sampled chunks, which I'll play for you here. And I thought, well, it's a remix, so I should probably slap on a drum part. So I took a pre-made loop, live edgy drums. I also added an extra heavy kick on each beat one.
So this track doesn't have my best mixing ever, I've learned a lot since then, but I thought it would give you a few ideas for your own remixes. So here's my full Spencer McGillicuddy mashup, which I call Come Back. If I were to do a remix like this again, I would try and create a more interesting beat because everything is kind of chunky, which is a side effect of this zebra method. But at the same time, using these samples and kind of mashing them together randomly adds a little bit of a human element to this robotic beat. If you'd like to hear the original Spencer McGillcuddy songs that I used, go to spencermcgillcuddy.com. And if you're already a Spencer fan, I fully expect that you can point out every reference I made in that mashup. Maybe not. There's one interesting example of a pitch shift that totally changes the mood. Listen to the vocals in this part of my mashup. And now here's the original track they came from, the Um Song. Have a great night. Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Composer Quest. As always, you can email me, charlie at composerquest.com. I'd love to hear from you if you're a new listener or a long-time listener. Also, I'm going to be making the announcement soon for the next Composing Quest. 
So stay in the loop by liking ComposerQuest on Facebook or following ComposerQuest on Twitter. I'm going to leave you with a rap by Desmond Simmons, one of his earliest, called Prefix. And this is a remix by Obsidian Blue. Zoom into perspective, break it down to the sequence. First order of events, set it off as the prefix. Everything else is blocked out by the eclipse. Move entire worlds with the monumental speeches. We take it to the next man, our level is the zenith. Authentic hip hop, blending with the deeper meaning. You feel it in your soul, mail lyrics to the beat mix. Drop it on these heads, got them jones for the prefix. Crush kids on the introduction, confronting this in a way you're unaccustomed. The vibe is all encompassing. Joints combusting out of pins, constructing gems at any tempo. My style fortified by the fundamentals. It's essential that I rocks my life forever in sync with the metronome and elements of beats. Peace to my team, natural born on the keys, 360 degrees keep my cypher complete. I'm the P-R-E-C-I-S-E hero Rhyme with the cypher session, a solo concerto. Just give me uno momento to run the track with mucho momento. The flow is dimensional, more so incomprehensible Make my presence known, my into jam Fans throw up their hands cause they know who I am And yo, I implement the plan to come again and press it forward. Brief intermission while I kick it to the chorus. Zoom into perspective break it down to the sequence first order of events set it off it's the prefix everything else is blocked out by the eclipse move entire worlds with the monumental speeches we take it to the next man our level is the zenith authentic hip-hop blender with the deeper meaning you feel it in your soul melt lyrics to the beat mix drop it on his heads got him jones for the prefix all right what can't be simplified the design is simplified from the broad strokes you try to generalize third eye types identify with what i synthesize directly live from the front lines of the form my cypher forms from the eye of storm intensified by expressing a right impression quoted in caps so be emphasized and extracted from the norm epiphany spring from my ingenious things which is the epitome of what's indigenous to me expansive african dream that mathematicians see when they look to astronomy move with karma and philosophy i construct a scheme and rough draft these artifacts crush the average cat's habitat with the retelling of my paragraphs i shall improve how i show improvement i innovate by this entry base is to replicate the new age renovate whatever you consider truth is the next move is taking shape inside of this music zoom into perspective Break it down to the sequence First order of events Set it off, it's the prefix Everything else is blocked out by the eclipse Move entire worlds with the monumental speeches We take it to the nexus Man, our level is the zenith Authentic hip-hop Blending with the deeper meaning You feel it in your soul Melt lyrics to the beat mix Drop it on these heads Got them Johnson for the prefix, yeah Got them Johnson for the prefix, yeah